Uh, we want to we want to give you guys a, a quick life hack recommendation. Um, if you're from the Toronto area, GTA, um, our lovely listeners, we want to we want to help you out here. As of late, we've been recording a lot more, spending a lot more time in the studio, and because of our lives are a little bit hectic, we're in and out. We never really have snacks and food here, so we uh, partnered up with Tiggy, who is a Canadian app, and uh, recently came to Toronto, and they are an on-demand food delivery service. And also, you can get your COVID test and basically anything else you need. They got a variety of unique products. Uh, basically, anything that you might want last minute, you can go. Go on the app. It's 15 to 30 minute delivery. Yeah, you heard that right. 15 to 30 minutes. We literally order it when we get in the studio before an episode. And before we even sit down to start recording, our food is here. I'd say it even for us, it's always come closer to the 15 minutes and the 30. Like we'll order it and before we can, you know, as soon as we sit down, take our jackets off, our guest gets here, like the stuff is here and like keeps us, I mean, we get drinks, snacks, I mean, anything we really need to kind of, you know, keep us going, it, it comes. The best part is there's no fees, no subscriptions. Um, it Guys, it, it's actually amazing. They have fresh products and we actually like, you know, we don't waste stuff here. We order what's needed every episode and you know we go through it, and then the next time we're back in here, we order more. We don't we don't waste stuff because sit here and, and go bad, and it's been a lifesaver. And since we love you guys so much, we're gonna give you guys a promo code. You knew this was coming, Pal Thirty. Yeah, Pal Thirty. P A L Thirty gives you thirty percent off your first three orders. Yep, bingo, boom, go do it, <laughs> guys. It, and not not only that, like every, the price of everything is going up, you're gonna save thirty percent. Like what a no brainer. Don't, thank us later. You know, don't even thank us. Just go and do it. Have a so great day. We'll put the download link in the bio in the description. So click the unique link. You can download it again. And the promo code is PAL30 for 30% off your first three orders. Now get ready for this fire episode. Let's go. Okay, so I, uh, pull, yeah, pull, pull I, uh, yeah. the ASMR stuff's weird. Like, I see some stuff, but I'll change it. I, I just don't just, get it. Before you, uh, before you walked in, I was saying to them, like, I, I had this, like, always had, like, a love hate thing with, with TikTok, and I stayed off for a very long time. Yeah. Like, I didn't really get the hype at first. And, like, through the pandemic, I'm like, if I get this, like, it'll just consume me. And I fucking, part of my language, I hated social media. I was just, like, getting annoyed of it. Just very, yeah. obviously. You fake. go through your phases. Feel that. Right? Yeah. And it still does bother me. Like, guys, I get very, very easily ir- irritated. Over just dumb shit. Like stuff that I sh- no one should get irritated for, but it annoys me. Um, so I, anyway, I stayed off it. Then I got it. I'm like, oh, this is it. Like, it's cool. You can see stuff that you like. Yeah, for sure. Then after a while, you know, I got back off social media. All of it. I'm like, don't want any of this. And then I was just saying that I got it back recently. And like, I see why people get addicted to it. Because like right now I'm in the phase of like the, doing the health stuff. Like trying to find good recipes. And like my feed is everything that I like. Healthy rest, air fryer recipes. Like yeah. Working out, ex- feet exercises, like for like running and stuff, and I'm like, oh, this is exactly what I need. Super relevant shit. Yeah. So it's really like it is really good, but I like I you get it. Yeah. The, their algorithm is it's just it's just stupid how good it is. Like, and mine gives me exactly what I want to see, and it's just tits, like <laughs> sports highlights, and then this one I'm embarrassed to say, but like little kids falling. You know when they're not like seriously hurt, but like a little yeah. kid like trips over and it's like just funny or like a kid's about to fall off a couch. Like it's also like it's the best. You know, it's like a foot fall, but I just find I find little kids falling hilarious. I uh yeah, anyways, I it's 
I see the value in it now, but then I'll cut word. I don't know if you see Ricky on TikTok, but then I'll. Oh, we're his, friends on TikTok. Oh, I see him. So on you TikTok. see his fucking crew. What do you think about his TikToks? Honestly, <laughs> be honest. Live? Yeah, we're live. Yeah, you talk exactly. Yeah, yeah. You can chirp me. No, I'm not chirping you. That's good. It's good. You found your niche. Yeah, yeah. I found closer? my niche, right? Yeah, I put a pull closer. All right. But yeah, that's that's my niche. And the sad part is, I post something that like I actually like posting, and I get like five thousand hits, ten thousand hits max. Like I, I'll do like a good travel montage, where I'm like this, like I enjoy posting this, like that one I like. 5,000, 10,000 max. I say the word hopeless romantic or something to do with dating, 50K instantly. Yeah. Okay. So on this theme, I think I maybe, I don't know if I asked this on here or to you privately or on maybe on cast, maybe. I think it might have actually been on cast. Um, This is the thing that's interesting to me because so many people, like we're talking about as well, people like relocate and become influencers in LA because they get a lot of followers. Whatever it is, they'll really lean into that, that lifestyle, you know, really embracing that like, Guys call it an influencer. It happened with uh, Vine. It happened with Instagram. But what's interesting is your best TikToks are the ones like the, ro- the, the, the dating romantic ones, right? But the ones you like don't typically go viral. So, But you naturally now in this feedback loop of your, that's your thing. So you make it because oh, yeah. it feeds, right? So my point is- I'm that selling out. My, that's, my point is though, do you Good. think most people are genuinely, these people who are like influencers, have a lot of followers, whatever, do you think they're making the content they want that- you think the majority, let's say, are making content they want that makes them happy or they went viral and that's what they're known for now. So they have to stick to it to keep the brand going. They probably have to just do what makes the people happy. You find your niche on there, especially TikTok. It's so crazy. I did a one one thing, Taylor Swift, like a guy's version of, uh, of have Red. Have you seen it, George? No. no and it got like 400K in one night. I messaged my manager. I was like, what the fuck just happened? Like, this is crazy. Every time yeah, I would look like, at my phone, followers like, like blowing day. up, blowing yeah. up, blowing up. I post like something original or like a, just a cover of like a song that I like I genuinely like nothing. So it's a shit feeling. So maybe I should just start fucking feeding it. Out. No, <laughs> so it. Uh, even to that, I, I posted my, like my first viral video was just like, it was like a video looking for like a wedding date. Then I posted the boyfriend application and I know it's a thirst trap. I'm fucking single. Why not post it? Do I enjoy posting something like that? No, but I'm like, yeah, whatever. You know, stroke my ego a bit. TikTok. Let's do this. Fuck it. Now it's, I have this followers and I'm a hundred thousand percent selling out. I got no problem admitting it. I will post the thirst traps, the boyfriends, the romantic shit, because at the end of the day, I'm on TikTok to meet people. That's, that is my goal on TikTok. Meet people. If I meet a, you know, a fucking celebrity and I get to do cool shit and I get cool opportunities and make money. Cool. But that's it. At the end of the day is to connect with people, whether it's connecting with brands, whether it's connecting with people, whether it's a future partner, my goal is to connect with as many people as possible. The, only, the best way for me to do that is to post these videos that I know my followers want to see for sure. because that's how I can connect with the most amount of people. Like, and the cool part about TikTok is you can only see, you can only message people who are following you. So anytime like my inbox, I see a new person, I'm like, this is someone I follow. That's sick. Exactly. So like the guy Rod, who's, who does like the millennial stuff, mm-hmm. like it's one of my favorite TikToks. And one day I just see him in my inbox and I was like, yo, that's sick. Sick. And I mess him like, yo man, huge fan of your stuff. Like I feel weird saying that to like a TikToker, but... I'm like, I actually find your stuff funny. Like during COVID, he's talking about like going crazy because he's working at home and like whatever. I'm like, man, I can relate to this. I love that. Everybody so, can, yeah. Uh, I think, but to answer your question, George, I do think most creators on TikTok are genuinely creating the stuff that they like. I, that's what I believe because being your authentic self is the best way to actually like blow up. And like, you know, if you start creating and you stick to the, the pattern, create stuff that you like, be authentic and post enough. I'm very confident that you will eventually go viral. If you post four times a day, every single day, for a year on TikTok, I'm willing to bet 
you will get 50,000 followers, 100,000 followers. It's just a numbers game. I, I don't believe that TikTok is about quality. I think it's more about quantity because you never know what's going to hit. Like these trends, half of them start off as something so ridiculous. Like who it's knew true. that the damn Daniel thing back in the day was going to go viral? The guy made it to Ellen. Yeah, insane. From just a random kid be like, oh, damn, Daniel with the white vans. Like, you, you know, know what I mean? Like, that's what I mean. It's just, it's about, I think it's about, okay, you can't just post random, like random, random shit, but post stuff that you genuinely care about. If you post enough about it, you will eventually find that niche or you'll find enough people and every video gets a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. And then eventually you start having that, that one that pops off. Okay, then you'll go back down and then you'll have that one that pops off mm -hmm. again. That's what I, th that's what I like to believe too. Well, it's easy to, if you're genuine, it's like, it's easy to create content. Cause like yeah. you're not stressing about anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you just go sit down, do your thing. And like you have something yeah. worthwhile watching. Yeah. For but, me, I, I, I dislike it. Cause it's like, a, now I take it as a job. Like Saturday mornings, I take, you know, two, three hours of my day. And I, I, every week I send myself the TikToks I want to make on Saturday mornings mm -hmm. and I make them like even right before this episode, I have nothing in my drafts, like literally zero. So I'm like, fuck, I got to make something easy and quick. Open up my text messages. I found one that I was like, hey, perfect. I literally set up the tripod right there. Danielle's kind of watching me in the background as I'm doing it. And it's something that I can make quick, 10 minutes. I'll put the words over. Boom, right after this episode, I'll post it. How many, is it, it going to do well? No, but it'll do 20, 30,000. It just feeds the algorithm. Exactly. How, often do you, how many times do you post? Or you I post? try and post twice a day. I try to. I saw something today that I was scrolling and I saw, I think it's that guy, you know, Dan Rue, that guy who dances. Dan, um, yeah. I don't see the yeah you know what I'm talking about the big beard yeah 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 yeah, yeah. he um he I think it was him and it was Gary Vaynerchuk's like TikTok and he was like I, he said to Gary V he's like give me some advice or something like I always every time I see you I want a piece of advice and he's like post you have to post four times a day or something every day for the next year and you're blow up or something that's so insane four times a day I mean it's not that it's excessive right? like so if you if you actually want to do this and TikTok is what you want to do or social media in general because now. To grow organically on Instagram is like impossible now. Literally, it's, it's impossible. all monetization. You have to buy. You have to pay for. You have to pay to play on Instagram. If you want to go viral, either show your body on on Instagram or pay for ads. It's like, funny you it. say that. I, I was asking my manager the other day. Like, my reach has been so shit on Instagram. You're not paying for it. And I was like, I was like, dude, the last post announcing the show, there were like 600 likes. This one is like 180 likes or something. Like, I, I want people to come to the show, but. So I guess I have to like boost the post. Yeah, and that, that's what they want. That's why the boost button is literally right there mm -hmm. now. Interesting. The days where you could jump, you know, a thousand followers in a month is aren't there anymore unless you're getting them from TikTok. So TikTok. That's crazy. And I, re I was reading, or maybe I was uh, an interview I was watching with, with Gary Vee. And he says, he's like, this time is like, this year is the TikTok year. Like 2021, yeah. 2022, that's the year because. Yeah, that's the video. Yeah. In, in a year, maybe in 2023, TikTok will be just like Instagram where it's you have to pay to get reach. I don't think so yet, though. Like I was just maybe not twenty twenty three, but yeah, it's, I was it's I was thinking that, um, like we were talking earlier about this. I was actually just pondering, like, thinking, is it worth it to start to try and start using TikTok? And I keep going back for this. I like change my mind every day. I'll one do one month TikTok, one month no TikTok, or whatever. Yeah, so you're done. You're not, it's but, not work. but the thing is, um, you got to remember, Instagram like went public. I think like in what two thousand like fucking fourteen or something, fifteen maybe. Can you look at that up, Danielle? But um, TikTok's only been on for what, like four years? Uh, like Facebook's been on for like 15 years. No. Has it been four T years? TikTok? I was late to the party. So I know TikTok that. was 2019, I think. No, like it was musically, but when did it pivot to TikTok? I think 2019. Did it? Did you look? I don't know. It was before COVID. COVID was 2020. Mm -hmm. this up. Um, here, I just want to, so I want to point out one thing. So I started taking TikTok serious. 
Uh, Instagram. Right, oh, Facebook Insta- went public in 2012. Oh, sorry. I thought we were talking about TikTok for a second. So, yeah. So, think about that. 2012 to now, and they just pivoted to Reels, like, recently. Before that, yeah. you could, like, let's say it's all about two years ago, you could, or a year ago, you'd have organic reach. Like, you know, you'd have... Of course. Um, so, 2012 to now, it's almost 10 years. So, even if TikTok, let's even say 2018, but it's 2019, for argument's sake. Like... Well, maybe they do, but they're still a private company. They're probably they're making money out the wazoo. So like, they're probably they're the thing going for them is their algorithm lets people grow organically. And because nobody's into somebody's happened on Vine, happened on Instagram back in the day, happened on Snap, like all these things, right? Mm-hmm. At a time, it'll change. But I still think there's probably a lot of runway left for people to kind of like grow. I follow. I actually follow more people. I hate following people. I don't know why. Like not if you're my friends. Like apology. I unfollowed a lot of people recently, but I. uh I, Instagram, I'll just see, like, I'll see people's posts, and I like, I don't feel the need to follow them. I just don't like whatever. I don't want to see this. But on TikTok, I'm like, oh, this guy has valuable information. Let me follow him. This recipe's cool. Let me follow this person. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, people follow more people. I don't know if I'm gonna make any but, sense. Yeah. But be- before we we switch off this topic, I so I, I started taking TikTok serious when I had COVID before Christmas. So I was at maybe 30k followers. I can't go back to that time on uh, on my analytics. But since January 2023, I've had. I've gained 40,000 followers since January 23rd. And if you include d- that extra month, I probably gained another 20 or 30 there. I'm at, I went from 30K before Christmas to 107. So that's 70K, 77K in what? Three months, four months? <laughs> yeah, that would never happen you, you anywhere else. And then again, Instagram, I end up gaining like 4,000 more followers just organically oh, from that's this, solid. right? So. Um, yeah, I, I think that's, I, I think that's just, I don't know, back to the idea, George, if you want to do it, just stick to it because that's what it is. I'm but, fairly confident you put out four videos a day, every day, even if it's just you talking and sharing your thoughts, you will find enough people out there that either agree with you, disagree with you, or want to just see what you're saying. And Eric, so, to yeah. you too. Like, you start taking Paul's podcast clips, posting them. Yeah. So, and Eric, for you too, it's like, okay, you posted that Taylor stuff. It went, it went viral. Then you post an original, you post a different one. Mm-hmm. You, uh, it doesn't go viral. But I, I'm willing to bet you post four videos a day, just either other covers or original stuff mm-hmm. for a year, literally a year, or even six months, you'll gain the fall. It'll grow. It's just, it's guaranteed to, not guaranteed, sorry. It's just very likely to happen. Super likely for sure. Because again, you're going to find, you're going to have that next Taylor Swift song. I don't know what it is. If we all knew what it is, you wouldn't be sitting with us here right now. You'd be Mm -hmm. sitting somewhere in LA, right? Like, (laughs) no, it's a good, it's a good idea. But like, fuck man, the whole creativity aspect, actually it's, it's draining when it comes to like music and TikTok sometimes. I don't know if it's like other artists too, but like for me to sit down and make TikToks, like it's draining because I want to sit down and write music and get in my zone. So for me to do that for four hours versus like, working on my own shit for four hours it's like is it worth the time you're probably right like maybe it is worth what the if time. you just set up a camera and then just like well i guess you, do you have a team behind you so you said you have a manager do you have anybody else that like helps you like i'm on an independent label and uh like some marketing like marketing so team. maybe that's it you get get you find yourself some like young intern or something and that's like their jobs to help you make you just send them footage like just raw stuff because people want to see the process right like i feel it's true you know, like we, we, I don't know if you saw the Kanye doc. Did you see it? Okay, so the Kanye doc, it shows like footage from like 2000. And this is before he was anybody, right? Mm-hmm. Well, not before he was anybody. It starts basically when he was, when he produced um, Blueprint for Jay-Z. Uh, what was the big song? H to the Izzo. Yeah, yeah. I think he produced that track. So it kind of starts there when he was just up and coming. But all that footage is crazy. Now we can share that footage instantly at like the tip of our fingers. 
True. So I don't know. It's just something to think about because I know what you mean. Like it is draining making TikTok. Like it could be draining. Sometimes it's fun. Like I'm not like I, I have fun sometimes, but yeah, it stresses me out sometimes. And then like having people tell you like, did you make a TikTok? Did you make a TikTok? It's like, fuck, no, not yet. Well, even just with us with couple minutes, like we have to try and make them. And sometimes you're making for a company. You're like, hey, how do I relate this trend to this video? And then you make it. And you're like, hey, I did such a good job on this one. Remember the one, the Avengers one? I don't know. I made a TikTok for, for the app cast. And do you remember it, Danielle? So it was a, a voiceover one. That was The voiceover was trending. And it's like uh, Thor sound where he's like trying to get into Jarvis or something. And he's like, Thor, like passwords, like God of Thunder. Incorrect. God, strongest Avenger. Incorrect. Iron Man. Like, and it opens up or something. So I did that and I had the words in the background. It's like best social media app. Facebook. Incorrect. TikTok. Incorrect. Cast. And it all opens up. Like, well, that's the first mistake. Right. Well, I thought, <laughs> yeah, so I thought it was a good one. This guy's fucking delusional. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was great. I posted it. Literally, I think it had like 17 views. I was like, that was like really bad at that time. And I'm like, like. The idea was pretty great. I don't know. But it's you never know what's going to happen on TikTok. Rick's, uh, the ones Rick finds funnier. Question. <laughs> yeah. The ones I find funny never do well. But then the ones George finds funny don't do well either. The ones you like George will comment on one of my TikToks from like six months ago. Like, yo, yeah, this is funny. It's in my like, feet. I don't know. He'd be like, this is funny. I was like, really? That's what you found funny? Well, <laughs> but know. it is funny. Yeah. You're like, it's better than your other ones if you friggin' like, I don't know. I'm not going to fuck, fuck it. Let's just fuck it. Talk <laughs> with something else. <laughs> okay. Let's, I hate let's Eric's TikToks. Let's, Eric, let's talk about some of the music. And obviously you just released a new song, River. Yeah. What's the story behind that? What's the idea? How to come up? Is it something that you've had in the in the vault for a while or you just released or something you just came up with recently? No, it's been in the vault for like, I would say a year and a half now. Oh shit. Yeah. So like the idea behind it, like every, like I was struggling at the time. COVID was like just getting fired up and like people are stressing out. And, um, I remember like I was home and I was like, okay, this, this sucks. Like I know this is going to suck for maybe longer than I think it's going to suck for. So I was kind of prepared for that. And, uh, like I was thinking about, it, I was like, so what I'm feeling right now, I'm feeling like this is a shit show. This is going to suck. But like, I'm going to have to deal with it at the end of the day. And like, maybe at the end of it, I'll, I'll come out on top. You know what I mean? Like, it'll be a positive experience almost. So that's kind of what the song's about. It's like, I'm not actually rowing down a river, but I'm f I'm going down through all the struggles. And like, I want to be king when it's all done. That's the lyric. Like, metaphorically, I don't want to rule a fucking kingdom, but I want to rule like my brain and my mind. So that that's my kingdom. And so that's that's what it's about. It's about like just going through the shit and just knowing that it could be better, especially if you really you really try to make it better at the end of it. Yeah, it makes sense. It, it is COVID took a fucking toll on everybody, right? Like, you know, Insane. some people came out of it even in better shape and some people use that time to reconnect with family, loved ones, get healthy, learn mm -hmm. new skills, whatever. But at the beginning it was tough on everybody, but it's a good thing we're on the we're kind of on the other side of it now, right, Danielle? It's starting <laughs> to feel that way, man. For sure, it is, right? No mask. That's a good feeling. Have you guys worn masks going out? Like uh, I had to wear one in the uh, in the doctor's office the other day. Yeah, I think like healthcare, yeah, any any like establishment, transit, yeah, my physio. I walk around everywhere with no mask. Feels good. Um, <laughs> so good. Feels nice. So, <laughs> you know what? You know what? I actually have a bit of TikTok. I'm gonna jump back to this. <laughs> I'm gonna make it. It was so bad. I didn't post it. <laughs> You know, like, you know what the worst part was about wearing masks? Like, honestly, the worst part. When you go to a grocery store and you can't, you know, you can't open plastic bags normally. 
Okay, so if you get a plastic bag to put fruits in, how do you open it? I usually just squeeze it. So I go like this, you blow on it, you like lick your finger a little bit. Yeah. So you could never do that. And I was at the grocery store oh, with right. no mask, and I was like, oh my. Or I would go like to like the bins that I knew like I just got sprayed with water or something. I like, touched the water a little bit and like open the bag. No, I didn't know. That's brilliant. Anyways, I don't know. I was very happy that I could finally open these bags in one try now. The things that make I made a TikTok happy, right? and I was like, I can't post this. It's awful. <laughs> you never know, man. Maybe everyone's going to be like, oh my God, I know exactly what he's. You know what? I'm going to post it. You never it. know. Do it. Um, what was it like playing that, that song at your first? Was that your first live show? Ever? That was my first, like, legit, like, being on the bill. Like, like not a backyard show. jam kind of thing. Like, yeah. Like, legit, like, I'm getting paid for it. Yeah. Like, that kind of thing. So, that was, it was nuts, man. It was nuts. How many like people? That song you, I was saw, nuts. Like, I saw the videos. I know, like Shay, your brother, a whole bunch of people mm-hmm. posted. How many people were there? What was it? I think it like it had to be around three hundred people because the cap there was like, actually, it might have been less than three hundred. I think two thirty five was like the capacity, but like COVID capacity, yeah. and I don't know if anything was lifted by the by the actual day, March fourth. So there had to be a, at least like two hundred and fifty people there. That was crazy, oh, unreal, crazy man, crazy turnout. That's gonna be cool when they're singing your song too, a song that you just best released. Feeling. Best feeling in the world, like literally the best feeling ever. I can't wait for Were you the nervous next getting up there. I was nervous, so I don't know if I was nervous. Like I was jacked with adrenaline for sure. Like I was in the mirror in the green room upstairs. Like the other band left because they could probably see that I was like getting a little tense up there. I was like, yeah, you could stay if you want, but in my head I was like, please, please get, get out of here for a second. So I was just like looking in the mirror, like getting all jacked up. And then we were in the in the stairwell. We walk up on the stage to set up like all the instruments everyone's just fucking going nuts then like i was kind of nervous there because like when people are chanting your name it's like a weird fe- like it's a like, weird you got your feeling. brother and all the boys they're like all fired up yeah but it, like it's still like because like i wasn't singing or performing at the time so i was like i just i'm just gonna stand here listen to them chant my name until like walk back into the stairwell to come back on and actually perform so that was like a weird moment but uh it was fucking nuts man as soon as i got up there like it just everything just flowed perfectly. Do you notice the people in the crowd or is it more just kind of black out and just go through the motions? I like, I tried not to notice faces just so like, it's like, I don't know who's where, but like my brother Andrew was like front row smacking the stage the whole time. So I knew he was there. Um, yeah. Like after the third or fourth row, you kind of lose sight of who's there. Cause like yeah. the lights and shit, but um, yeah. Well, I ran in, I was on for a walk with Danielle um, what Tuesday last week. And we're just walking down the street. And I'm literally showing her your song. We're walking. Don't we run by your brother and a, a little baby, six month old or something? Eight yeah, months? Julia. No, she's a year now. A year, whatever. So we walk by the baby, and I'm like, "Yo, Bunzo." He's like, "Yo, what's up?" I'm like, "Yo, I got your brother on the podcast in like two days." That's so funny. funny we're like, what a coincidence! A small, yeah, and it's like I'm literally showing her the song as we're walking. That's too. crazy. That's insane. Yeah, one of those moments. George is just laughing over here. Small. This guy's like. Six months, eight months, one year, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right, you just brushed it off as if it was like I the same thing. I basically, <laughs> that was hilarious. Well, if someone's like 26, you're like, oh, I'm actually 26 whatever. and a half. You're like, whatever. It's fuck a pretty it. big difference six months to you. It's like eating a solid foods to walking. That's a pretty big difference. <laughs> a little, little thing. It's like, I don't know, like 12 so pounds or yeah, something. Anyways, a little tiny baby. A good laugh. Same shit. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm going to post that one on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. George, you start posting. Um, I don't even know where we're all over the place today, but. It really are a little, it's a little bit crazy. The, the new show you have coming up. Let's talk about that. Yeah, April 22nd at the El Mocambo. Uh, I'm not the headliner, but I'm opening for a guy, Sam Drysdale. And uh, it's actually going to be very cool. I'm not even just saying that to like 
market or yeah, whatever yeah. like it's gonna be a sick time the show is gonna be phenomenal the stage is so cool and uh it's literally turning into a party afterwards so if you're interested in coming you should probably get your ticket yeah we're de- we're definitely gonna show up or me danielle georgie yeah no georgie you got easter that weekend i think what day is it what's the 22nd, 22nd the friday right oh, friday okay we're, we're definitely gonna show. have you been to combo since they rent i've out? never been there so I haven't been either recently, but I know I went once as a, not a kid, but like in like mm-hmm. your kind of age. Uh, but we had Weckerly on I don't know, a, year, a year ago now, maybe. Oh, sick. Six, eight months ago. That's awesome. And we talked about, this was right when they were opening, I think. Around that, yeah, I think. Yeah, around that time. So we talked about like all the rentals and everything. Now it's like pretty fucking crazy there. It looks so cool. And that's why I'm like really stoked about it. Like Lee's Palace was obviously like sick. Like the sound was awesome. It's a cool venue. There's like a mosh pit area. But um, but like I'm seeing pictures and videos from this place and it's looks like a sick joint. Yeah, so. Combo I think it's like 600 people or something. 500 people, isn't it? I think 350's cap for this show. Whoops. Yeah. Whoops. Is it, I, thought, I would have thought it was bigger. Yeah, I thought it was bigger too. Maybe it's because there's I'm two separate rooms. Guessing, so. I have no idea. Now. Yeah, maybe it's because oh, there's two true. separate yeah, there's rooms, two stages. right? So maybe all in all, it's I don't know. Who knows? Possibly. We're gonna we're gonna definitely come out, have some beers, shake it a little. Yeah, no, beer. it's gonna be such a fun time. It's gonna be fun. Looking forward to it. What's a uh, dream venue? You could play one venue in the world. Where you where you playing? Fuck. Um. Like Madison Square Garden is like. Come on. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's a little, uh, I guess I could like put it out there into the universe right now, maybe one day. But uh, yeah, that would be, that would be badass. That'd be sick. Awesome. George, if you, if, when you were still DJing, what would be your dream venue? I used to be a drummer too, bro. What the fuck? Uh, um, High school band versus, you know, had playing decent sized shows in London. True, a little true. different. If I could DJ, um, <clears throat> I don't know. Ultra? Maybe, maybe, um, not Croatia. I don't know, Tomorrowland, I guess. I don't even know. Ultra Miami. Ultra Miami? Yeah, probably. Mine would be Red Rocks if anybody's going to ask me for any music. I don't want to ask you. (laughs) (laughs) Red Rocks. Yeah, Red Rocks. I just like, I've never even been, and I've been meaning to go. I want to go. Rufus played there last year, and I I wanted to go there. Was it last year or the year before? No, I think it was last year. I just it was like on a Tuesday, Wednesday, and Colorado's so far where yeah. it's you have to no matter what, you have to take two days off. You have to. You can't just fly in and fly no. out. It's not like it's New York or something. And because of the time zone, I was like, I can't just do this for a two day show. So but uh You would actually so just to see a concert, you would fly all the way to Colorado just to go to the Red Rocks. Uh on a weekend, yeah. If it was if Rufus played on the weekend there, I would fly in on the Friday and come back on the Sunday or the Monday. Easily. That would sure. probably be like the best show ever. Yeah, I, I, well, if it's like an artist I really want to see at Red Rocks, mm-hmm. just because Red Rocks is on my list, I still haven't seen it. I, I mean, you're, it you're also like living on the. You saying it as if like it's like something like a blasphemous. You haven't seen it. You're living on the East Coast, like yeah, but you don't live in Colorado. I remember, I go to. We've traveled a lot for music, and I say we because you've done it too. Well, with well yeah, don't let me in that. I've I've been on trips with you, and then you've made us change yeah. plans for well, music. No, we've we've had Coachella, <laughs> like we've traveled for Coachella. We've done Chicago, Lala, so music festivals, which is still traveling for music. Yeah. Right? I mean, in you know, fairness, we, I like the festival more than I care. Like, no offense as an artist. I'm just saying, I care more about the actual, like, being in a, a place full of people than, yeah, like, the actual art. Like, such a good feeling. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but I'd go to, I we went to, like, we went to Coachella again, not because I cared about, like, the artists. Yeah, I it's more like the party, the vibe. It's yeah, just, yeah, like, being out. It's an experience, yeah. I'll, I'll listen. I guess what I'm saying is, like, yeah, don't, like, do I respect artists and, like, there's certain ones that I love and want to hear? Yeah. 
but I could like any music. I'll listen to I'm not country's probably lower on my list. And if I saw, I saw Chris Stapleton at Coachella, it was like the coolest thing ever. Unreal. You care more about the festival than the artist. The, yeah, like location yeah. experience. Yeah, festival. Yeah. yeah. But for a concert, for a concert to go see one, like obviously, like I'll go if I really care about someone, I'll go to Scotia Bank or but was it? Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I would uh, I would travel there there's if it was like one of my top ten on a on a good weekend, I would go to Red Rocks. What's uh uh Favorite artist, like I guess, from like inspiration standpoint, or someone that you really truly admire. Um, I like inspir like when it comes to writing, I would say that I got inspired to write because of uh, City and Color, Dallas oh, yeah. Green. Like when I was listening to his like early, he's a Toronto, shit, he's a Toronto guy, right? I think like St. Catharines. Yeah, yeah, she's around here though. Yeah, like yeah, in in the general area. But um, yeah, like hearing his songs come to life, like with just him, his voice and his guitar on stage. Like that was like very cool and like ins- inspirational. But uh, you I've were been a kid inspired. When he came out, no? Yeah, I was I was younger, maybe like grade seven or eight. He like, yeah, I feel like he's we been around longer. That, yeah, when that when that, he had that song that went uh, big. What was it? There's like the first so the many. first city and color song that like really was like that radio hit. Maybe the Grand Optimist is that the one? No, it's a good one. Keep keep talking. I'm gonna Google it. There's a. Sorry, I didn't mean that. Sounds so rude. Keep bunch. talking. Let me come. I didn't mean no, it no, like no. that. Rick's on fire with the not caring at all tonight, eh? Maybe six, six months. months, whatever. Fuck it. But sorry, you're yeah. saying yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, I've, so he inspired me to write. I've been inspired by like a lot of different artists, like Mac Miller recently. He like his story and like everything about him has just inspired me so much. And then uh, like old school Slim Shady, like Eminem massive inspiration even though like i'm like i'm not in that realm but just his wordplay like insanity coming home coming home okay yeah, that was a song one song. of my favorite songs 2005 ever. yeah yeah that was probably the song that yeah that i didn't know of, that was like the first radio hit though i think that was maybe i could be Possibly, wrong i, yeah, I wasn't I i'm not like a big city and color fan but i know that mm-hmm. was that was yeah, one that phenomenal team second yeah there you go what was number one uh, save your scissors. oh okay. save your scissors was good a good team. one too good team. They're, they're all good songs He's one of those. Guys. Have you seen him live, or them? I guess I haven't because he canceled the show in December. So uh, that would have been my first time, and I was super bummed about it. But hopefully soon. Yeah, concerts are coming back though. Like you see, like history's got yeah. a show, like three shows a week. Budweiser yeah. stage starts up in May. I think May they fire it yeah, up. Yeah, May over. they usually fire up. ACC's going. Or sorry, Scotiabank Arena's been going again. Mm-hmm. I think they had Bad Bunny or some one of the Spanish guys. Last week it was yeah slim, yeah like wild Bad bunny came in on her, a, on a, yeah. um, like a big eighteen wheeler truck mental yeah crazy yeah the production there is just stupid in a good way insane yeah dream festival to play um I would like to play Coachella like that would be sick be fucking sick I've never been but I know everyone that's been says like they're they're gonna go back not they would go back it's like I'm gonna go back. So I think that would be a sick experience. You, have you've gone? Yeah, we've, we've both been twice. twice. Yeah, I we tried to get back to back years. Like we went, I was like, oh, no way, yeah, yeah. 2015 and then 2016. 2015 was when Drake and The Weeknd were like two headliners on the main stage. They played back to back, right? Or they played two separate days? Yeah, separate days. But Drake was the headliner one day. And then the Cascade. Closed, the weekend closed it out. No. Yeah, it wasn't like Cascade in the weekend or the weekend. No, no, the weekend didn't play last. Drake was the headliner. Yeah. We uh, Cascade or uh, the. Drake was the headline weekend was like an undercard, like the second one. Yeah. Um, it's the, I think it's one of the best festivals and like people, you get this thing with like, I think it's every generation and everything that ever has existed. Mm-hmm. Go to anything 
and then like wait three years and everyone that went at your age will tell the next generation or the next demographic that like oh yeah it's washed up it's old it's a played out like yeah. everyone talks about Coachella like oh yeah it's just influencers I mean there's probably influencers and girls posing in outfits there's 250,000 people so yeah. many people that are is that like, how big it is I think it's 250,000 oh yeah Cascade had like 300,000 I think or something 180,000 or something uh, crazy the total attendees at Coachella any any year doesn't even matter I think it's 100,000 a day yeah. approximately probably how would you describe Coachella like is it like a not it's psychedelic, but like visually, like how do they? A day or total? Oh wow! Sorry, that's wild. Total, yeah. So yeah. So like how a, would you? Like, how would you? So like Coachella, that? the thing about it is that there's at any given time, at any different part of the festival grounds, mm-hmm. there's so much happening. So like you go to the food trucks, you can get literally any type of food you want. Mm-hmm. You can get fucking sushi in the desert. Unreal. You know, then you go to the Sahara tent and you listen to a crazy EDM. You walk over stage two two steps over. There's like Dallas Green playing an acoustic set. Then you go to so, main stage and there's like the baby like just playing bangers. Yeah. Like, there's something. And then honestly, like, wrong. and then you go to the next stage over. You got Chris Stapleton, you know, playing or something. And, a small and you find so many of these because again, these major festivals, there's where so many like small talents are made almost. Mm-hmm. So you get these Kind of people that might not be that big, but they're really good in their genre. For sure, yeah. You know, like, you see some of these major acts playing in the small tents, and you're like, I've heard of this guy, but I'm like, hey, wait a second. It's like, not they're not that big in the mm-hmm. kind of the public image, yeah. but they're the GOAT in, the, in their respected area. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the GOAT, but yeah, it's, I, it's sick. I'd say it's like, to your point, like, I, like it is kind of that, not like maybe psychedelic isn't the right word, but it's not like hippie-ish. Um, but I would say because it's West Coast, it's definitely more chill. Right. Um, like I went to Lala in twenty fourteen and then I went to Lala again in twenty seventeen. So like a year after Coachella, and it just was like chaos. I was nuts. Like very, very different. Yeah. So Coachella, it's in the desert, it's hot, like you know, you're everyone's moving around, like just kind of chilling out, moving yeah. slowly, whatever. Um, I know some people that have gone that like, you know, do some psychedelic stuff, whatever. So it yeah, is maybe sure. a bit of that vibe. Own, yeah. 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 Like people are pr- very chill, I guess is the right mm. word. Very like laissez-faire out there. Um, naturally there's, you know, there, it is kind of statusy, I guess some people, cause it's in Palm Springs. There's, there's yeah, big yeah. events. We also have the camping tenting area too, which yeah. some of these other festivals don't have, right? You definitely have like a, a mix. Um, whereas like Lollapalooza, I think it's like the location is better not the festival but the look you're in the city so you look around and, like you see the light it's right. cool the Chicago like skyline the and the basket cool. always has the words or, like the hearts and stuff yeah like, the like it's all That's it's super cool. being in, in Grant Park is, is sick um but that festival is like I said it's just chaotic like I was there in 2017 I was 27 years old at the time and little Yachty was playing and I was like oh this is cool I, like I don't listen to a lot of his stuff but I'm like I can appreciate it he's yeah. like at the time we go see him so he played a small stage off to the side where like Big artists play, but not like huge ones. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like a mini amphitheater, but it's all standing room. And at one point, Lodiata comes out and I forget what he played, what song, and it went off and you just see beer cans and water bottles, oh, garbage yeah. cans in the air. Like something you would see uh, on Barstool. Like, yeah, 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 like insane. I'm like, if I was in there and I got hit, I'd want to, I'd want to fight somebody. I'd be so upset. And like just pure chaos. A very, very different atmosphere. Even right, the right. bands that play, like AC, I saw ACDC play there and like it's just a lot more happening busy but yeah but to sure. both of you favorite show you've ever seen or favorite perform sorry favorite performance you've ever seen uh dermot kennedy like every single time i saw him really yeah he's he's my favorite he's country 
No, no. He's like uh he's like pop, alternative pop. Kind of similar to me, honestly. If I had to say like my music is like similar to somebody. I love it. He's similar to you, like, right? Well, I'm similar <laughs> to him. I'm similar. I like that. I like Same that. Shit. Manifest he's, it. He's the goat. He's the goat. But um, yeah, he's nuts. His vo- his like his vocals are nuts, and like he's so he loves the music so much, and you can really you can really feel that. And like I've been to shows where like you don't you don't necessarily feel that they're just there to put a show on. Like he'll introduce like almost every song. Like this song's about this, whatever. And like you could feel it in his voice, and then he just sings his heart out. And uh, yeah. You can tell he's like super grateful to be where he's at, and you feel that in the music. Before before I hear your answer, what do you guys think about when when artists do that? Because some artists don't do that because it ruins the flow of the of the concert. Yeah, right? yeah like, for sure. You get that when someone stands there and talks for a minute or two minutes, it does, you know, hinder the the whole show performance to I agree. to certain people. But where do you guys think? Do you like that or do you dislike that? I think it's important to like hear somebody speak for a little bit. Maybe not. 20 minutes out of like an hour and a half set but like definitely like maybe a few songs like nothing like you play a song you go right into the other one but uh but i love i love hearing maybe not explaining what every song is about but just like firing up the crowd like how you guys doing whatever you know what i mean like a healthy balance i think it's super important rather than like just playing a whole set you know what i mean yeah georgie um i hear a show with j cole at that scotia bank arena sick I uh, he he album? played he, well. My favorite album is Four Still Drive, but yeah, he came yeah. to play uh, what's it called? Free Eyes Only. Is that the album name of the album? I think so. I think it's over here. I have the album back here. Um, I uh, I only got into well, I got into J Cole and I got Four Four Still Drive came out. I thought it was so cool. I think uh, lyrically, I think he's like a genius. Um, and I'm not the big. I was at one point. I like I like I still like hip hop and like rap. But at one point, I listened to it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably the only one I still listen to. But uh, it's interesting because he talked a little bit, not really too much, more like the beginning of the show and then at different parts he would tell some stories. Um, but what I really like, why I like J. Cole's show is that he came on stage and it was so cool. It was, it was, a, it was like in the, what's it called? Like in the pocket, like center stage. So you have to like walk through the crowd to get there. He did it dressed like in, it, like his whole album tells a story, right? So he was dressed as like, a, mm-hmm. like an inmate with handcuffs, guards walking him. It was crazy. And he does his first opening song um, not maybe the from whom the bell tolls or something, and uh, and then he stops, whatever, and he's like, "Okay, like Toronto Hop and be here, whatever." I'm just letting you know that I'm playing every song on my album in order, start to finish. You don't like it, you can get the fuck out of here. Wow. You can leave and go to the washroom when the songs you don't like, but that's how we do it. I made this album, I'm proud of it. I'm playing it start to finish, and I was like, "Wow, this is really cool." Like, I never that's heard awesome. that, and I don't necessarily love that because, like you know, like any album, you appreciate the craftsmanship they went into, mm-hmm. it, but it's like okay. I don't love all the songs, right? But I remember he went through it all, and then he went and played all his bangers right after, and it was like, it was really cool because it was like pent up, right? Like it tells a story, yeah. and then it's his greatest hit, bang, 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 bang. And Smart. it was like I don't know, I remember it very, very fondly. Um, that was by far the best. But the talking part, I don't mind. It depends if it goes with it. Because to your point, like there's like guys like Drake. I remember at Coachella, I think he did it, maybe, or he's notorious for it. he talks a lot in his performances. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, if you've earned the right to be on stage and it's your show and I'm paying to see, like, who gives a shit? Fucking talking yeah. about Yeah. I guess it depends, like, what you're talking about. Because, <clears throat> like, that's your opportunity, besides the music, to connect with everyone in the room. You know what I mean? It's the only way, besides singing and, like, hearing them sing. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's <clears throat> I think it's part of, like, the show. It depends. Some shows, like, pop shows, 
like pops and dancing shows where there's a lot of like kind of background entertainment and stuff. Mm. I think those, the talking is, is less necessary because it's more of a visual show. Like, yeah. you know, you go to like, let's say a Madonna concert or even one direction, one direction. Or, uh, yeah. Or like Bieber, I, I use it as an big example. Yeah. He literally, it's, it's a big performance. It's a big production. It's oh, a yeah. show. Katie. Oh, Katie Perry was a gr great example. Which, yeah. It's a massive whole production. It's put into parts. Mm -hmm. And that, okay, you don't need to talk as much. You have your part at the beginning, you have your part in the middle, and you have your part at the end where you connect yeah. with the crowd and talk. But then you have guys like Elton John I saw. And Elton John, it's it's not a like it's not a production. It's not a show anymore because the guy's a little bit older now, right? Mm -hmm. He sits at the piano. Yeah. He plays his song. He gets up, bows, says thank you, and then starts talking about the next song. We'll talk for a minute or two and mm -hmm. then play. And that's what he did for almost every song. At least on, Amazing. did you see the Yellow Brick Tour Road? The Yellow Brick road tour yeah so that's what he did he plays literally 22 mm -hmm. songs or something sat down that's would play wild. the song talk about it talk about the next song sit down again play and stand up and bow after every song which i thought was crazy um but What's i think yeah, uh, adele i've said this before numerous times yeah so adele, adele? is adele's concert blew my mind yeah, and i've been to I know, probably 100 concerts in my life now adele is someone that i didn't care to see that much and I like her mu music, whatever, cool, rolling in the deep, hello, I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, but I, me and my mom went and, and we got tickets last minute. And I've never had my mind blown by like a performer like I had with that. She's, you know, Justin Timberlake's my favorite performer. I've seen him numerous times, love him. You know, Jay-Z was, was unbelievable. Watch the Throne was crazy. Mm -hmm. um, but just watching Adele, she's got no, you know, she's just her on stage. Yeah. And she just swayed back at that concert. She just sways back and forth. Mm -hmm. And she sings and you're just like, holy crap. Insane, like, I right? can't believe how talented this one person is. Yeah, she's really good. I would I would love to see her live. Yeah, she's in Vegas now. Tickets are like two grand a piece or something. Probably the hottest shows in Vegas, yeah. She yeah. canceled a bunch of shows though. I don't know if you guys knew I that. heard that. I heard that. Yeah, because yeah. they thought she was like in a breakup with her boyfriend or something. Is she doing the weekend? No. Really? Who's no Adele? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. What? Or no, Adele's dating uh, Rich. Uh, Rich. Um, yeah, definitely not Rich the Paul. weekend. Rich Paul. I don't know who she's dating, but it's definitely not the weekend. Oh, the weekend's okay. dating one of the Hadids or something. Yeah, Paul. Rich Paul. Yeah. Oh yeah, Sorry. that's right. I knew somebody that rolls with like LeBron James ish vibe for some reason. I thought the weekend. I don't know why. Did the weekend date her? Look that up. Maybe not. Rich Paul. That Rich Paul's random too. Who is yeah. that? Rich Paul's LeBron James' agent. Agent. Best oh, really? Friend. Yeah, best, best friend. friend. Grew, up, grew up with a childhood. Yeah. Oh, wow. He's the. He, I think he was the first black agent. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, the first. Yeah, black agent without a university degree to, or without a law degree to be like a professional agent or something. There's Maybe. something special about him, yeah. Yeah, he's LeBron James. Fact, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty special on its own, yeah. Yeah, that guy's an instant millionaire, basically. Oh, and a tens of millionaire. Yeah. Like he's made a shitload of money. Now he manages like just with LeBron does he do alone. KD two now. I don't think this Kate. He does. He does a bunch of He does Ben people, Simmons. Yeah. I ben believe. Simmons, yeah. Uh, There's a handful, but yeah. The does the Irish Paul. So I guess they're gonna break up. That's the word on the street. No, this, that was the word. That was the rumor. But no, I think they're getting engaged now. Actually, interesting how. <laughs> I wonder if there's any merit to that then. Okay, no, How do you go from breaking up to getting engaged? No, that's what the rumor was. They, they did, did get engaged? December 2022. Okay. Oh. You know what's crazy? In Hollywood, people date for like six months and then get engaged. Yeah. How old is Paul? I bet he's like 36. Like or something, yeah. Oh. Uh, damn, that's... Well, LeBron James is... And Adele's 30 because I think that's what her album was called. She's, she's only 30? Yeah. 
88. Okay. Good for her. She looks great. Always will, probably. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. She's not that good. She's got those pipes. Two grand, eh? Fuck. For the residency? For a, t- for a ticket, wild. I mean? Yeah. Wild. I love Vegas. Can't wait to go back. How do you justify that, though? Like, Justify like Who's going to go to the show? Oh, it'll, I'll tell you right stop. now. Like, I, I just bought James. tickets to an event in Vegas, and it's probably close to that per ticket. Not yeah. per ticket, but close, yeah. Jeez. I've, I've been to Vegas a few times. Um, but it's what you like, right? So, like, like I would pay that for a dollar. I'd probably pay the most I'd pay to see some of that. Maybe, like, 250 300 Like, I just, I, I respect their talent. I just, like, it doesn't move the needle for me. Whereas, like, a sporting finals event, like, I've spent. That's different. Like, I went to a World Series event. In, I went to a World Series game in Chicago the year that the year they ended up winning the World Series. Like, I wow. don't really want to say what, what that cost, but, like, it was a lot. <laughs> uh, we were really good Impact, seats. Impact, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I actually showed to my brother. He's the one that, uh, He's the more responsible one. He was like, fuck it. We're in Chicago. We got to do it. And I was like, man, I don't know. He's like, just do it. He's like, do it. <laughs> uh, anyways. Um, but like, see, the thing is like, but you would also probably actually know. I don't think you spend like on sports. Oh, I would For the Leafs or Raptors, you would. Yeah. Leafs and Raptors, I'd spend whatever, whatever it costs. Leafs are in the, Leafs are in the finals. It doesn't matter what it costs. I'm going. And I'm sitting lower bowl too. I'm not sitting upper bowl. I'm, I'm sitting oh, upper bowl. As long as I'm in the I, I as long as I'm in the, in the I, venue, I don't care. I'm there. But so I I'm tend to just, get close. Like the thing that I just the event that I'm going to, I just bought tickets for Canelo Alvarez versus wow. Dimitri Bevel. You know, I'm assuming Well, like I'm not big, but I know exactly you know, yeah. what you're talking so about. So I've I've seen I'm a boxing probably my as of late. It's always been a yeah, sorry, stuttering. I've always been a fan of boxing, but as of late, <laughs> I've like started watching it a lot more and I actually got to see a fight in Vegas in twenty nineteen. And after I saw that, I was like, this is the greatest like sporting event ever. It's probably live. crazy, I could imagine. It's just the like energy. It, yeah, being in Vegas, like the Mecca of like yeah. besides being Madison Square Garden, it's probably the Mecca of boxing. For sure. Vegas now has the crown, I would say. Um yeah. after seeing that, I'm like, this is the coolest event. The first fight I went to was like cheap, paid a couple hundred bucks, sat close, and mm-hmm. I saw Deontay Wilder versus Louis Luis Ortiz. Crazy. Um then I was a buddy of mine wanted to go. And then there's another fight coming up. So we went back to Vegas for the fight. Again, not bad price range. Mm-hmm. Um, sat lower bowl and like good seats. And like you see a lot of celebrities there, just like crazy. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. you know, you see like when they show the, like the fight, you see ringside a bunch. Mm-hmm. Like in the whole lower bowl, there's like athletes and everything. Timu yeah, Solani yeah. was sitting like two rows behind me. Unreal. Yeah, like it's a cool experience. Yeah. It's really neat. Timu. He was cool. Really nice guy. He told me I had nice hair. Um, <laughs> I'm not even joking. He's That's like, awesome. great, he's like, great hair. I'm like, thanks, man. Um, <laughs> But yeah, look, so now this fight, the Canelo Alvarez fight, I'm like, you know what? I really want to see him in his prime. Tickets hadn't gone on sale yet. And I booked the flight, booked wow. the hotel. And then, when is yes, it? Uh, May 7th, Cinco de Mayo weekend. This year? This year. Oh, Holy wow. smokes. Yeah. What a time to and, be there. Yeah, like Canelo Alvarez fight, Pride of Mexico. Yeah. But then, uh, Becca's coming. Okay, you and Becca. Um, take, I bought all this stuff, and I was like, tickets probably, I f- kind of guessed where they were going to be around. Definitely more than I thought. <laughs> um, not sure. as much as an Adele ticket, but like close. Uh, but I'm like, you know what? To me, that's an exp- like. It's just like, oh yeah, it's history. It's a title fight, whatever. Yeah, it's but a to that point, opportunity. To that Maybe point, like people go to Vegas and they're like their purpose to go two thousand bucks. Adele, no problem. Like, that's mm-hmm. I've been dying to see her. She doesn't come to my small town in you know Kansas, so I'm gonna fly to Vegas to see her. Fair enough. Yeah. And if that's like if that's your big trick, a trip, and your big thing that you're working towards all year, right? Mm-hmm. Like, man, I've spent money in much dumber ways i agree with that 100 percent. it's just I'd, it's still hard to justify like two thousand dollars to watch somebody perform 
but if you're a Dow, like it's kind of a different story. Yeah, and those are obviously resale value too because they sold out instantly, right? Like it's a five thousand. It's a five. I think it's a five thousand person venue where she's playing. We're in tickets like five. So I think they they started at I think it was like five fifty, and then like that was for like the top. But again, mm -hmm. the top of uh, like the seats in Vegas isn't like the the nosebleeds in Toronto, right? You got to mm -hmm. remember the the stage is a quarter of the size. Exactly. Or maybe maybe not the stage is a quarter. I think it's MGM. Uh, the Grand Garden is 14,000 seats I actually looked it up today can you, can you pull up uh, the Adele concert where it is and how many people if it's MGM you, Grand Garden it's 14,000 yeah. seats so but I it think looks they, smaller yeah, than they started off at uh, I think it was like 500, 550 but you have to register for the pre-sale exactly so yeah. it's at Caesars Palace and what's capacity that's my that's my hotel I love that place so you have to sign up pre-sale it sold out instantly yeah I'd imagine that fuck do you remember she, she's not touring anymore she said she doesn't want to tour so she's doing this and it's 4,200. Oh, so I think she's playing 16 shows, 16 or 18 shows, something, something mm -hmm. along that. I could be a little bit wrong, and I've been wrong all day today, so who knows? But uh, again, 4,200 people. That's like yeah. literally playing at Rebel. Yeah, no, that's like a super intimate show, especially if she doesn't want to tour. Anymore. You know, she's going to talk to the crowd the whole time, I'm assuming. Like yeah, it's going to be a super special moment. $85,000. Sorry, $85,000? So when they first came out, so you can sit nosebleeds for eighty five dollars. Yeah. That's crazy. Non that's a non-resale. That's pretty good. But that's, that's insane. That's solid. But again, those sold out like in two seconds. Yeah. But man, anything in Vegas is so much better. Like if any, if like it sounds like I mean I wouldn't pay that for again for Adele. But like if you have an opportunity to go to Vegas to see a show of any kind, have you been? Vegas. I've been once when I turned twenty one with my bros, my dad, my cousin, and my uncle. Is it like a typical? You're turning twenty one. We're gonna take you to Vegas. Trip. Yeah, like I feel like they said it once and then we're like, we're 21 now. Are we going to go? And they're like, fuck, yeah, let's just do it. And it was awesome. It's crazy. We didn't, uh, my brothers were kind of soft at the time. I don't know. My cousin and I were like firing hey, it every soft? night. Yo, shut up. Yeah. I was going to say shut up, Punzo. But they're going to watch that. this probably. Of and, course they're um, going to watch it. And they're going to know. They're going to be ashamed a little bit probably. <laughs> <laughs> Call it out your they, brothers. Uh, yeah, they didn't want to fire it with us. So we were, we were doing our own thing. Just Matt, you hear that, buddy? You betray your little brother here. Where uh, where both you guys stay when you were there? We stayed done? at uh, Palazzo. Nice. Yeah, it was awesome, man. Did you guys like, have the gondolas in there? No, we didn't. No? Did, I, did we screw up by not doing No, that? not really. It's like it, Palazzo's part of the Venetian, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have like, did you walk down and see like underneath, there's like, um, they have the shops under the Venetian. It's like the canals of Italy. Oh, or, uh, canals yeah, yeah. Of Venice. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can ride the gondolas like through it. It's like very cliche. I've never done it. Yeah, no, but we I didn't see ride. people like riding it. One day I want to do it just to be a tourist, like sit in the gondola. Dude, dude, Cinco de Mayo, bro, you're there. Put a put a little cap on and ride the yeah. things. That'd yeah, be cool. It's like Venice. It's funny. The first, my yeah. last trip to Vegas was the first time I actually got to see and enjoy Vegas. Why is that? <laughs> so every time <laughs> we've been, so I've been to Vegas. I want to say six times now. First time I wow. went, uh, so when I turned 21, my parents like, I want to, we're going to pay for you to go to Vegas. They paid yeah. for my brother. The thing was, I worked in nightclubs from when I was like 18. So I was accustomed to bottle service. Mm -hmm. like, I, I can't, I didn't want to go out and not get a bottle service. Right. So I didn't have the money to get bottle service in Vegas. And like, yeah. you know, going out in Toronto, getting a table in Toronto was at the time was like, you know, you're spending six, 600 to a thousand bucks max, like three for bottles, sure. yeah, yeah, six to a thousand bucks. Well, table minimums in Vegas for like the crap tables are like, 1500 american you Minimum, know what i mean yeah. like so i didn't want to go so first time i think i went was georgia i think when we went together oh, you're with your brother and db yeah so we were four of us and we had a wild time but again we got there so we got there thursday night went straight out 
drank and went out. Friday morning, we wake up, order room service, straight to the pool party. Yeah. Get back to the hotel at night, room service, go out at night. Mm-hmm. So we did it for four days, eight parties. Yep. Yeah, very right? excessive. Yeah, and like it's crazy, stupid. We went to Vegas like couple. We did a couple times after that too. Yeah, so then we went after. We did the exact same thing. Yeah, smart. Well, then I went for a bachelor party. Shockingly, like we didn't even go out for dinner for the bachelor party because everyone was just too fucked up. (laughs) Then I went. I went for the construction show once, and I was just like, "You're there for work, and you walk all day long. You're just so tired. So like, all you do is, and again, you don't need to leave your hotel to to eat or to do anything, right? So right in front of your face. You got there. You go downstairs. Okay, you gamble a little bit, then you eat there. Okay, it's like, should we go to this nice restaurant? I'm kind of tired. Let's go tomorrow. And then tomorrow, Mm -hmm. you end up walking another 20k at this massive work expo. You're too lazy. This time we went. It was right. It was right after my brother's. Um, right after my brother's bachelor party, and it was right before COVID. So we went to the bachelor party. We partied like crazy. Got to mm-hmm. Vegas. I'm like, I don't want to party. I'm like, I just partied for four days. I'm dead. So I went to the expo. Okay, let's not walk too much so we can go to a nice dinner. I want to do the stupid, uh, what's the what's the wheel there called? The link. The link. Mm-hmm. So I did that. We saw someone propose Sick. on the link. Wow. You know, so cliche, but we saw that, which was cool. Sick. This was cool just because it was like such a Vegas thing. You're like, yeah. guys got a ring. Is he going to propose? And you hear them like whispering in the back, like this guy's gonna propose. Oh, you were actually—we were in the exact little pod where the guy proposed. Damn. So then everyone in the pod gets champagne, and these dudes are buying it because this guy or the couple's buying it because they just proposed. So like, it was just so cliche, and it was one of those moments. But I got to walk the strip, not drunk, and like remember what the strip looks like. Yeah. I went to awesome. the uh, what's it, T-Mobile Arena. That's what the fight is, yeah. Yeah. So I got to go to T-Mobile Arena, like watch a uh, Final Four, uh, not Final Four, March Madness, like. Sick pre-tournament game or something. I saw a Vegas Knights game there. Crazy. I've wow. never been to Vegas, you know, but I heard they have the best entertainment value. Yeah, like that they put on a whole show before. It's like very done up. I think Circus Soleil runs it. But did you know they also have a march? Um, not a march, a parade into the stadium every single game. So they're they're known. For, Cabby posted it actually. So they do. You meet at some hotel at like whatever two hours before game time, and mm-hmm. they march. Like whatever, a thirty-minute walk to the stadium, like together, like two thousand, five thousand fans or something. Every single every game. single game, oh, every single exciting. home game, obviously. Yeah, Vegas yeah. is the best. I can't wait to go back. It's such a it's a different world. Like you go there, it doesn't even feel like I. I it's out of my comfort zone. I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm yeah. not like, I'm not a Vegas guy. Like I don't even like to gamble, to be completely honest. But like just being in the casino. It's everyone's smoking and everyone just doesn't give a shit about anything <laughs> and like they're just dialed into like, like this guy been, drinking been to sleep like it's it's yeah. noon you think he's starting to gamble or you think he's finishing like and they're like pumping oxygen in there like your brain is clear in there oh, was God. it just me like hangovers don't exist while you're no. in the hotel room in Vegas. then you get to the pool party like okay i gotta start drinking because this is hitting me like a brick wall like it's crazy. 40 degree heat i'm baking on here <laughs> yeah. okay give me the chicken fingers let's toss back some tequila crazy hot too that you mentioned that it's so hot but it's it's not like a it's not a shit hot like florida when it's so hot in florida and it's like moist hot the humidity yeah it's not a nice it's not a yeah. nice hot like vegas like i didn't mind it vegas is like desert same yeah. as like arizona yeah. it's kind of like Coachella. so yeah, similar. I'm True. Greek, so I'm like, Greece is the same thing. You can wear right. jeans like in like 30 degrees and you'll be okay. Yeah, you can yeah. be hot, but you'll be okay. For sure. Whereas like Florida, like you're sweating. No, like, dripping. Yeah, yeah, dripping. it's disgusting. We wore like- you're sticky. We were there, sticky. we were there in October, walking through like campus and thing. Yeah, you're, disgusting. You're just, just like Sweating. Yeah, yeah. At night, at night. It's like 9 p.m. walking yeah. walking yeah. to the bar, soaked, like sweating. Yeah. yeah That's I'm, the worst. I'm so excited to go to Florida and just get away from like this right now. Like you had like these ugly, rainy, wet days. Yesterday was brutal. 
Yeah. Absolutely Awful. brutal. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. feel so tired on those days. I don't want to do anything. When you... Getting back to music a little bit, actually. When do you feel most creative? Um, like, what are your best writing or producing or music-making days? Holy crap, that sounds was awful. Uh, like, I can't choose a day, but, like, I want to say, like, nighttime. Nighttime. Like, late night or just, like, after dinner? Like, like sunset and after. I don't know why. It's just, I just feel like... I mean, like, I'm in the zone. It's a vibe almost. Yeah. Like, just the environment is a vibe, kind of. What's your process like? Because we just had um, uh, Exco, Exco Levi in here. And he says, like, he'll listen to a beat. And he'll just wait for the words to come to him. Or well, that's what he said, right? He was like, wait for the story to just come to him. Right. Is he a rapper? A reggae. Reggae. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, I'm, like, the opposite. Like, I, I, my, the music aspect will come first, like, acoustically, typically. Uh, I'll like sit down with my guitar and like before I sit down like I'm I'm sitting down knowing that I'm feeling some some certain way you know I don't know what the song is going to be about but uh, like I'm feeling this way like melancholy or I'm feeling confident or I'm feeling n like not confident whatever and I'll sit down and I'll um I'll find like a chord progression that kind of matches that mood and uh take it from there like sometimes like even like just throughout the day I'll have like maybe a couple words or like a one-liner just like circling around my head. It's rare because usually the music comes first, but um, but yeah, once I have like a chord progression that matches what I'm feeling, I just I just dive into it. I'll like mumble, I, like I'll literally sing gibberish for like up to an hour and then uh, words come out eventually and they start to make sense. I can't explain that part. They just start oh, to make yeah, sense after. It. Sometimes yeah. there's words in your mind that's like, hey, this matches. Yeah, like this this makes sense sometimes shit won't make sense you know what i mean and like sometimes like my producer steve um i love him for this sometimes i'll bring him an, an idea and he'll tell me straight up like this doesn't really make sense like <laughs> what are you saying here and i'm like i don't know man so i'll fix it up a little bit whatever but uh sometimes it does make sense and uh like metaphorically it can make sense that's why music's sick because like it can make sense to you and me in different ways you know what i mean so it doesn't always have to make like literal sense that's like me on the podcast i often don't make sense but not literally <laughs> or metaphorically <laughs> no george you had the best what was it yeah was it last episode or the one before probably a couple ago george i literally stopped in the episode i was like george that was the best kind of well-formulated thought you've ever had and we're you know 160 episodes in now and i literally stopped oh, i go on i just like my brain with a pro work you can tell like, us i know what's in my head i'm speaking like fluid articulately mm -hmm. but when i'm getting it i try to rush to get the whole story out so i'm jumping like ping pong balls george's mind will be going faster than his mouth but then the mouth will try and catch up and it'll miss certain words you're just like hey, <laughs> yeah yeah that's wait, a good wait, way to wait, put where it. are we george in the story because i was following and i'm paying attention here but you lost me i think you skipped a sentence Cause like the mouth is trying to catch up to the. <laughs> the brain. worst part is that my I get it from my dad, but I and I give my my dad's worse than I am, and I give him a hard time for it. I always call him out, like I'm perfect, but then they all do the exact same thing as him. Like <laughs> I'll like tell a story, assuming that everyone knows where I'm going, and then I jump. A, oh wait, wait, let's bring it back here. <laughs> Anyways, again, this was irrelevant compared to your writing, but I just I like every time someone says like talks about how like you know things don't make sense, they might make sense. I, like, I always just think like I half half the time, if not more, I don't make any sense. But most of the time, it's I totally understand fine. what you're saying. Yeah, but you know me for a long time. I follow you. I'm like, I got that. Okay, I don't think the guest did, but we'll pivot there. When uh, when you're met, when uh, when they come to you and say, you know, this isn't, you know, fix this up or whatever's going on, like, mm -hmm. what do you, do you like, are you like, yeah, okay, I, I see that, or you're like, fuck, I thought this was perfect. Like, how do you? Well, take like it? sometimes I'll argue it, like for sure, because like I think I've developed 
decent songwriting skills like throughout the years so i'm not gonna just let it go so easily every time you know what i mean but um but i'm like i'll take it i'll take it uh constructively to the best of, of my ability sometimes it hurts because it's like i love this idea so much and you got to change it up a bit but you learn to like when it comes to collaborating in music i no one really knows how important it is until you collaborate with someone because one beautiful mind is nothing by itself. Imagine like two of them coming together. Like it's fucking crazy. Like look at Eminem and Dre. Like together they they did insane things. Eminem is insane. Dr. Dre is insane. Both geniuses. When they came together, they did insane things. Like unimaginable things. So it's just super cool to just merge minds and ideas together. Yeah, it's very rare that you have someone that does everything on their own anymore. Super rare. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just trying to think, okay, so mo basically all rappers have producers now. Mm -hmm. Most big, like, folk music have the band behind them. A lot of, actually, I guess country. Country's one of those things where it's, a lot of times it is a one-man show or one-woman show, right? It could, it could they very well be. They sing, write, and pr produce themselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, like... I'm just trying to think of, like, all the biggest artists in history, or, like, in the last, I don't know, 20 years. Like, Michael Jackson didn't produce. He was a singer, singer-songwriter. Mm-hmm. Are you, are like, you oh, saying Kanye. that? Well, Kanye can sing, uh, can rap, produce, and does a lot of his own stuff. And but I think yeah, most, Kanye. I would guess that more rappers than even back in the day had producers too. Like Dr. Yeah. Dre is one of the rare. No, mo most, yeah, most rappers do have producers. Yeah, but you're saying today, didn't, sorry, I thought it No, I'm saying true? Kanye might be one of the, I'm saying but, most. But you're saying today, today it's rare to do it. To do it on your own. But I think always it's been rare. For sure, always. And I could name someone that actually has gone almost to the very top completely like independently almost is russ you guys know who russ yeah, is yeah. he's coming like, to toronto actually history Danielle. yeah like he he talks his shit he, he does he does his thing he's a little cocky at times whatever he kind of has the right to be but um he he like mixes masters engineers writes produces everything on his own eh? And he's like not even with a label anymore he's like hitting charts with no label he wow. he puts out of his pocket setting up his shows and tours like He's doing it himself, and that's why like he he can talk shit if he really wants. Yeah. You know and, I mean? and the reason why I say now because I feel maybe back in the day collaborating wasn't as easy. Like I look at guys like Johnny Cash, Elvis Presley, those guys back in the day. I feel like, like they might have been able to do artists it. collaborating or like like I don't I don't understand. So because he's like when you have two great minds that come together, you know, to collaborate on an idea mm -hmm. on a song. Yeah, I feel like nowadays it's you basically have to do that. Or, or not basically, but majority of people do. Whereas back in the day, it maybe wasn't as common to do that. Well, you had a lot more individual uh, artists that were singers, songwriters, producers. How, but are you sure? I don't know. Like I don't, I don't know, know if, if I true. could agree with that. But yeah, like, I don't know maybe. if that's true. I, I don't know if it's true. I don't. It doesn't sound true. I don't know if it's true because, like, like let's take. I mean, take anyone. Michael Jackson, for instance. Like he was part of the Jackson Five first, but then when he's by himself, he like, didn't produce. But yeah, yeah. right, what I'm saying like he didn't like he yeah. probably had people behind the scenes that are geniuses. Probably so many people over oh, yeah. time, like you know, until fucking what's his name? Uh, uh, thing put uh, who put Drake on blast? Uh, Meek Mill for like ghostwriting or whatever back True. in the day. Before yeah. that, go back to the beginning. Drake was like known for writing all songs on his BlackBerry and mm. reading them. Right, yeah, so yeah. you know, I, it's so hard to know who is truly yeah. doing it by themselves that in history true, as well. Yeah. That is true. You know, Johnny Cash, maybe country guy, like or whatever. Maybe yeah, he was. Yeah, maybe no. Elvis did it himself. Like but Beatles, it, probably. But, but, yeah. also, yeah, but again, Beatles are four of them, right? Right. Yeah, so. but even then, like the Beatles, they had they had producers, Matt, people that master the music after. Yeah, like to produce to do everything yourself. I would say like it's it's almost super rare because what what most well 
I'm not going to speak for everybody, but for me, at least I feel like, like I've worked hard towards writing and like becoming a decent singer and like performing. So I don't, I didn't want to spend too much time learning how to produce my music because that would take away from what I'm, what I'm good at and like what what I'm spending a lot of time on. So, so once you, once you meet with somebody who has what you're kind of lacking, it, it just, it just starts flowing so well because you don't have to worry about that. And like, obviously it's cool if like, like I used to produce my own demos and like send them to people, including like my current producer, Steve, which is awesome. Like little shitty demos that like they're listenable they're not like you can't throw it on the radio because like i'm not a producer but like it's good to know these skills but i also think it's good to stick to what you're good at if that Mm -hmm. makes sense you know what i mean what part do you think you're best at um i don't honestly like it's hard to say myself it's fine but um like i don't know i think i've gotten like pretty good at singing recently okay like recent like i've been singing since i was like a little dinger but you know what i mean what, uh, sorry, before I ask this question, you know, I thought of that does probably the only one that I can think of top of my that would sing, write, produce, master, everything. Taylor Swift. Nope. Damn it. You won't guess it. Bet you no one will guess it. Give me a hint. You just won't guess it. Give me a hint. Like old school, new school? No, they're, they're two guys. Two guys. Daft Punk. No. Paul, Pro- they don't sing, but they, they master, there's no singers. There's no singers. Bob Moses? Oh, Bob Moses is fucking sick. I didn't think like, about you that. Listen to, you listen to the new album? I like. I haven't been listening recently. My but ex again, there's two of them. Right. Me to them. Say, yeah, you're right. Two of them, Chainsmokers. Oh, Chainsmokers. Yeah, they do all, they, 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 do never, all they never sang for a while. But like now they beginning, right, right. And, and now they sings. sing. Oh, okay. So you know, like think about like you. Again, I was trying to think. I was trying to think in my head who would be more likely to be a singer songwriter producer and master and probably. Like I was trying to think of EDM, right? Like, so, right. but then the thing is, most DJs like don't like Dead Mouse does everything probably, but doesn't sing. Yeah, Taylor exactly. Swift, I think, actually used to do her own stuff. I think, At the I beginning, think so. master and everything. She used to write, sing, make the music. She doesn't play the drums and shit, but she writes all the music. I think. Yeah, but like mixing and mastering is the hard part. Like the audio, like that's audio engineering. Yeah, that's that's hard. Yeah. Like, that's like I, like, no I wouldn't be surprised. Like, like maybe, maybe. She, I don't know. Regardless, she's they, awesome. They, if you if you can do like three of them or four of them, you're you're <laughs> yeah. already super talented. Yeah, yeah, of course. The uh, the question I was gonna ask before I cut myself off was uh, <laughs> was uh, did you always know you wanted to like be an artist, a singer, songwriter? I didn't. I didn't know that I wanted to actually like take a stab at it being my career because I know it's like a dark industry at times, and like both of my brothers are in the legal industry. My oldest brother's a lawyer, so like having that pressure. In an Italian family, like, yeah, go to school. You know what I mean? So I didn't know. I didn't know the whole time, but I knew that it was something that I was most passionate about, like, compared to anything. Like, I played sports growing up, loved sports, competitive guy, whatever. But, like, singing and music and, like, watching people perform and, like, the art of writing, even, like, not even music, just writing in general, like, it's just always really intrigued me. And um, I just, like, I got better at it and, like, then it became a reality, like slowly, you know, like I'm graduating from university and I'm like, fuck, like I kind of have to make up my mind here. I'm writing my LSAT for law school, sending applications to law school. I was like, fuck, it's, we're cutting close here. You know what I mean? So fuck, man, I took a Wait, stab did you, at it. Did you write, did you write the LSATs? Yeah, twice. Yeah? Yeah. Can we ask, how'd you do? Is that like a... F- I think I got like a 156. How, how pretty is, shit. Is that, pretty shit. Oh, it's bad? Oh, my bad. Like I think it's 170 is the cap. Oh. for like good job so i guess the choice was kind of made for you <laughs> the 
<laughs> well, I don't know. Like, you could even not write the outside if you go to like the UK and shit like oh, that. Okay. But so what would Lewis get? Do I have no idea. Oh, it's it's not it's not nice to ask. My bad. I, I have no idea. He's a lawyer. That's all I know. Yeah. My bad. Honestly, <laughs> no. Like, one fifty six is shit. Canceling people. Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> Rick is on fire. <laughs> no, like one fifty six is shit. But it's. I could have done worse, I think. Well, maybe it's, it's a good thing that you didn't do that great on it, or else you wouldn't be making music, following your dreams, and following your passion. Yeah, maybe possibly. You, you I don't know. You would have went to law school, spent a hundred thousand dollars, and been working all those. And once you spend the money, you kind of have to do it, right? I don't know. I don't know if I would have pulled through with it because, like, I was really feeling like all the tension, like regardless, like I was really feeling it. Like it was tough. Like the last two years of university were really tough for me. Like I didn't want to go. I didn't even go to class. Like school, ever. Where'd you go? Ryerson. Rye High. Rye High. I met some really cool people there, so do not regret it. Like, I, I can't say I regret going to uni, you know what I mean? Even though, like, I'm not using those skills or anything right now. But, um, yeah, like, good experience. I met some cool people. You learn, like, something about just going to, to university, like, post-secondary, like, you don't need to do it. But I feel like it's it's a beneficial experience for, like, a lot of reasons outside of the academics, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't regret it, but... um. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't always know that I wanted to uh, take a stab at it, and like I'm not gonna pretend like I'm a super established musician right now either. You know what I mean? Like it's a grind, but you starting to make some noise day, right? and uh, slow and steady, man. Like we're we're doing it. Like I'm making good music. I I think I don't know. That's for everyone else to decide. <laughs> we're starting to play shows. I fucking love it. I listen to slow it. Slow and steady, man. That's just gotta like check off the goals one by one. You know what I mean? Can't just wake up one day and be like, fuck yeah, I'm I did it. You know what I mean? It's like, no, I got to do this. Now I got to do this. As long as you enjoy it, it's like the days just fly by. Yeah. it's. I was thinking about this yesterday, and you said slow and steady. And we all know the saying, slow and steady wins the race. And I, I just thought about this. I don't think that's actually true, slow and steady wins the race. I think it's more slow and steady gets you to the finish line, and that's all that really matters, right? Like, it's not always about winning. It's mm -hmm. about finishing and completing. And it's also not a race. Yeah. Like, I was swimming yesterday, and I was swimming so god-awfully slow. Like it was way slower than I normally swim. And I was like, this sucks. I don't want to do this. But I was like, I'll just fucking keep going at my insanely slow pace. I, it took me and it took me 40 minutes to do what I normally do in 20, 25 minutes, let's say. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm like swimming at like just over 50%. Right. And I was thinking, I'm like, slow and steady wins the race. Slow and steady. Well, fuck, slow and steady doesn't win the race, but at least I'll get to the finish line. You know, like yeah, I'll exactly. finish. And that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, I love that. It's good. It's a good perspective. It's interesting though because you also could argue that slow and steady often does still win the race. And I can use two examples. I was trying to, I knew one for sure, but I was trying to think of a second to make sure it's not. No. So the easiest one is like is Warren Buffett and, and Charlie Munger in the investing world. Slow and steady, like like not they're not booming and riding all the waves of like tech in ninety nine and tech now and all these different things and all the latest trends. And they literally stick the same principles from a book called The Intelligent Investor they read in like the fifty or seven maybe 50s and it's been the same beliefs they've upheld and when the last four or five years when the market was like this booming on tech stocks and they were like this puttering along praising everyone's praising these new managers all their stocks came down and they overlapped this year and they just like it rides steady the same direction and over time then no one has performed better than them over the span now another example because that's an i think an obvious one for at least for myself the other example is tom brady tom brady does not Never in his career was he, when he's younger, probably more exciting, sexier, but never a scrambler. Never one that goes for, like, is not the showman of the league, is not the hottest commodity. 
and he was just perpetually doing the same thing, grinding it out. Now he's probably more in the mainstream, more in the spotlight. But like, did you see him all over social media back in the day when he was grinding and working at it? Was I he- disagree. Tom Brady's slow and steady. Tom Brady's been fast and how many years he played? Twenty four. Okay. And how many years has he been in the top five passing yards? Almost every year he plays, he's in like top five passing yards. He broke the touchdown record. He's always in slow like top steady. Like- remember something. Slow and steady is not like I define it as like like being like the the showman that quick rise that like flash in the pan like that's what I would argue I, I is slow and steady. Mm-hmm. Slow and that's the opposite. Slow, slow and steady means consistent, like more or less. I would yeah, argue. But, yeah. Consistency w- is progressively, incrementally improving, not being like the number one, let's say, receiver this year, going off like crazy, getting money, and then yeah, falling from the map. Tom Brady's been at the top of the league for, what, 15 years now, 17 years? Since yeah, but, the beginning. But he's like, slow gotten better. would be that, like, okay, maybe he got he got to the, you know, maybe he got to his peak at 35. He was at, he's been at a top, pay, like, high-level pace since, like, 25, 26. Won his first Super Bowl at 25. Being at a high pace and not faltering is the point, though. Like, he's not, like, he, you stay consistent. You keep on staying at the top. You keep moving up. Like, you mm-hmm. keep doing doing good things, breaking yeah, records. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, let's use him as an example. Would you compare, would you put him and Tom Brady in the same league? As of right now. Mahomes' career right now, I would argue, went like this. Everyone gave him the title of they're going to be the next dynasty, and they have not won since. So, again, just use a sports analogy. Like, it's you want to slow and steady. I would say Tom Brady, and th- for a little point in time, he was not the sexy player. Ne- never mind that. Aaron Rodgers won four MVPs. You can make the case that Brady was l- overlooked in years that he's won MVPs. Never mind. Look at LeBron James. LeBron James as well in sports. Slow and steady. There's years where he elevated different parts of his game where he was never, let, you know, didn't dominate an assist. Decided to get that level up. He was passed over again on more MVPs because they wanted to diversify in the league where he was, if you look at his stats, LeBron James year over year obliterated people that, that he should have had the, the, the awards, but he wasn't the sexiest player in the league. But longevity has allowed him to play for as long as he had, and now he's going to play with his son. I, I don't know. Yeah. I think like LeBron has been like that sexy player, right? He's got his own shoe line that sells out, and like being you know, okay, he's, but still like yeah, maybe, LeBron might be a bad just, example. But anyways, well, regard, the yeah, point I, was about. I, mean, yeah, I think I, know what you mean. I guess it's all Brady's for, not for the. Perception. I think the darling. Like, well, he is now. I've had a Brady jersey since okay, like 2005. But I, but I didn't. Yeah. I don't think that's fair. That's fair. No, they teach them. They can agree to. But that's what I, my point is that slow and steady often like can win the race. Yeah, it often does. The point is, I think yeah. it does. That's why it's an old adage. It's a it's a proverb, right? Yeah, that's what it would call the proverb. Yeah, it's a story. The tortoise and the hare. It's yeah. in uh, Aesop's Fables. Fun fact. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and it's like a, it's a fable for yeah, a reason it's, because yeah, it's it's, it's been, generally it's like you can look at it and say that it accepted story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or term whatever. Yeah. Anyways, that's my little story for today. <laughs> well, not no. I think we're almost at that time now. How do we get on the tour of slow? How do we because he, he said slow and steady. I said slow like and he steady. Said he's slowly puttering along, say like slow little by steady. little. Don't listen, Rick. Slow <laughs> and steady. Yeah. Well, no, but I'm saying stay slow and steady too, because at the end of the day, you're going to get to where you need to get, and that and that's Hopefully. the end goal in, in most things. You want to you want to cross the finish line because at the end of the day, somebody's winning a race is different than someone's finishing a race. Mm-hmm. No, for like, sure. Like when I went to do my triathlon, I didn't care to win. I, my goal wasn't to win. Right. My goal was just to finish, accomplish your goal. That I could. Yeah. Like I have another example I can think of. Let's use Ronnie Coleman for example. Mr. Olympia rode seven years, most records of Mr. Olympia, but like he had to grow really fast to get to the top of his game during thing. Grew, grew, grew. Took a lot of performance enhancing supplements. I'm assuming. No, not gonna. And now he's had how many knee surgeries? How many backs? He barely walks in a wheelchair. Yeah, but that's all of them. But I'm saying, but the point is, like, that's a physique thing, right? It's a health thing. If you look at, I'd say Arnold Schwarzenegger, 
Like he was genetically a freak from a, like a young age, built longer. This could be a bad. This one could be a bad yeah, example. But we'll, we'll Arnold Schwarzenegger is like much older. But it's also completely different times too, right? Like, but that, see, like Lou Ferrigno, the same thing back with with Schwarzenegger. They came up together, and they you know they both did the, the acting and the whatever the superhero shit after. Ignore what I'm saying right now. Whatever. This point is not important. I get what you're saying. This point is not important. Both right. Uh, Eric, before we kind of wrap up, what's uh, what's on the horizon for you other than the show? You got any new music coming out? Yeah. So fortunately, like we have a lot of music, which is it's a good feeling. It's like the vault is locked. Nothing's missing. Yeah. The vault's looking nice, sounding nice. Um, No rush. Like we just said, slow and steady. You know what I mean? We definitely have an idea of what's coming next uh, song wise. I don't know exactly when. I'm not gonna throw a date out there and like fake everyone out, but um, lots of music. Um, content's gonna come, maybe not like excessively, but a little bit here and there. Some good content. Uh, shows is like my priority right now. I really want to, uh, really just want to get out in that whole realm of performing, uh, making some noise in a Toronto at least, and um, just gonna keep it going, man. One day at a time. Keep it going. Good man. Love that. Love that. Eric, appreciate you coming on and chatting with us. It's a lot of fun. Thanks we, for having we had, me. We boys. were all over the place today. Yeah. Yeah, we were well, actually. Talk a little bit of TikTok, a little bit of music, a little bit of Proverbs, whatever. <laughs> all sorts of shit. <laughs> I, literally, I said Proverbs at the end. That was definitely, <laughs> definitely not an important uh, part of it. <laughs> anyways, Eric, if people want to find out more about you, the shows, your music, where can they go? How can they find you? Uh, my TikTok is at Eric Punzo Music, I think. Yeah, Are it looking is. Looking at me, bro. <laughs> Insta- my Instagram is uh, at Eric Punzo. Like, someone took Eric Punzo on TikTok? Uh, yeah. Oh, it might have been like my first account, to be honest. Oh, and I just, I, can't, I just find can't find it. Yeah. That sucks. Um, yeah, I don't really use Twitter or anything like that. Spotify, Eric Punzo. You could find me everywhere. Should I be like looking there? You look wherever you want, bro. Um, yeah, check me out. Listen, listen to my music. April 22nd at the Elmo Combo is going to be a phenomenal time. Come party. Even if you don't want to listen to me sing, come party. If you want to listen to me sing, come listen and then we'll party. And um Hey, what's your go-to drink? Uh it's gonna be weird. It's okay. Fireball. Really? Yeah. Well, we have some literally on this table. Fireball's like that's, I've go-to. never heard anybody say that's their go-to drink. Yeah. Well, like go like recently for sure. Like it's it, it you know what fireball me? reminds me of like you're on the ski lift going yeah. up the hill. Hundred yeah. percent. You know what I mean? 100%. Okay, let's put back the fireball. Like that's where it I originated. Don't know why, are yeah. you a, are you a snowboarder or skier? Skier, like not amazing, and I don't go as much anymore. But that's where that's where it originated. My buddy Joe, we we go to his place in Collingwood, and we would just get weird. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> On that note, guys, great way to end this off, guys. We made it to the end. We appreciate you. Go check out Eric, uh, April twenty second, Alma Combo. What time you get on? Let's say 8-ish the show 8:30-ish, starts. 8.30-ish, I would say. 8.30 show Doors starts. at 8. Just show up at 8. Smart. Doors at 8. Have some drinks. Eric will have the fireball ready. Your pals will be there. Danielle will be there. And that is all. Signing off, guys. Boom. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain. And I don't remember all of my mistakes and every high. I got alone. No one thing. You're not alright. I'm not.